1: Money buys a lot of loyalty in business, you know, people don't want to disrupt that. And it's true on the street, I think it's true in real life too. You know, in that world, everything is very technical. For instance, rules of a sit down. Let's make you and I, you and I are made guys. We're having an argument. You're lying through your teeth. Lying, every other word is a lie. If I call you a liar, I lose the argument automatically. If I get upset with you and lose my temper, I lose the, the argument automatically. You gotta know how to keep your mouth shut. You gotta be able to outsmart that person, right? And don't let him make you fall into a trap. Cause a lot of times if an old timer was wrong, he's trying to get you into a trap. So on technicalities, you lose. I learned so many things. I mean, as far as navigating that life, you know, my dad taught me, you know, always be, uh, you know, don't ever be quick to judge somebody. Don't ever be quick to, you know, condemn somebody. He told me how to be a good listener like uh, you know, he taught me, he said to me, Michael, uh, and this was very valuable in that life. He said, if you and I committed a crime, we did it together. He said, one minute after we commit the crime, if you talk to me about it, I'm going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, there's no reason to ever repeat anything that you did the wrong way. You know, he said, look at every telephone as a, as a cop. Don't speak on the phone. You know, be careful. So he, he taught me so many things that, They seemed like little things, but they were major in that life. You know, I never aspired to be a mob guy. That wasn't what I wanted. I mean, I always say, you know, I was going to be a doctor. I mean, I had a real interest in that. I was an athlete. Uh, But, you know, I grew up with my father, who was a very high profile uh, guy in the 60s. And I love my dad very much. And he went through several trials in the 60s until finally uh, he got convicted on a major federal case and sentenced to 50 years in prison. And, um, you know, I needed to help him out because he said to me, Mike, I'm framed. You know, they they said that he uh, uh, ordered a series of bank robberies throughout the country. He said, Mike, I'm not a bank robber. It's not true. The government framed me. And I believed him. And he saw my involvement in his life as a way to help him out. So he proposed me for membership. It's not something that I, I, would have done anything he wanted me to do. It's okay, dad, you want me to become a member, I'll become a member. It's not like, oh, I wanted it. This is what he wanted for me. But once I got in, I said, hey, I'm going to be the best possible mob guy I could be. And I tried to use the life as best I could to benefit me in business. And that's, that's how I looked at it. You know, so things like that in the street are very valuable. And I took those, those things with me, you know, in my life today, you know, I try to give people respect. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. Another thing my dad told me, Brian, he said, he said, always be respectful to the little guy. Now, he didn't mean the little guy to be offensive. He just meant, you know, give respect to the little guy, the waiter, take good care of him, the guy at a valet park, or take care of him. Does that apply to the real world? Look, when people are making money with you, they're happy. I mean, that's the way it is, you know, they're happy. I mean, money buys a lot of loyalty in business, you know. People don't want to disrupt that. And it's true on the street, and I think it's true in real life, too. I had a lot of legitimate businesses going. I had two car dealerships. I had a number of restaurants that I had opened at the time. I had a leasing company. I had a production company in, uh, in Southern California, Hollywood. Uh, so I had a lot of things going. Uh, so I used some of that money to, you know, to, to have a legitimate operation in income. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing about, you know, mob guys. They're pretty resourceful. You know, I'm asked all the time, you know, is the mob still existed in existence? The answer is yes. It's not the same as it was during my time, but I wouldn't count these guys out. They're not going away in my lifetime. That's for sure. You know, in that world, everything is very technical. They make a mountain out of a molehill. Well, in my world, I mean, you can pay serious consequences. You can't be disrespectful in that life, Patrick. You know, two made guys, two guys that actually took the oath. You can never disrespect one another, never. I mean, you know, so they made guys could never disrespect never them disrespect. So no. what does disrespect mean? calling a guy a name, calling him a liar, raising your voice to him? Really? Yeah, a made guy cannot do a made guy. No, that's, that's a major because the life allegedly is built on respect. So you can never disrespect anybody. You can never outwardly wow. do it. Like I'll be honest with you. I had a, uh, I had a meeting with another made guy once and He's trying to get involved in the gas business, and I'm trying to keep him out. He was a guy from my own family, but he was trying to make a deal with Gotti to bring them into the business, and I didn't want him. So I said, can I talk to you a minute? And this guy's doing life in prison right now. So we go in the other room, and we get in the other room. I called him every name in the sun. You're a liar, you're this, you're that, you When we walk out, we shake shaking hands, you're the best guy in the world. I wouldn't let anybody see it, because now if he told anybody I called him that, i call him a liar. So. They had to believe me, you know what I mean? The same way they had to believe him. So he would never try to challenge that. But no, in that life, you can never be disrespectful to one another. No matter what it is, you had to just bite your, your, your tongue and, and try to outsmart the guy. When I'm able to, I do my due diligence. I want to know the personality, the character of the people I'm, I'm in with. But there's times when I'll test somebody, I'll throw out a word or two that I know is false and I'll see how he responds. If he wants to make me think I know what I'm talking about, I'll say something that has nothing to do with anything or is totally absurd, and we'll see how they answer. And sometimes they'll try to... They'll give you an answer and you can start to... You know, they'll indicate to you what kind of personality they are and really what you have. The main thing is just let people talk first. Try to get as much out of them as you possibly can. And then you can kind of figure it out. Like with Gotti, a couple of times I had to sit down with him I knew that he could never believe that I was winning, so in the midst of the argument, I had to figure out what he really wanted and how I can get what I want, letting him think that he got what he wanted. Now, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but you know, it's it, it's all about how you, you, you carry yourself. It really is, but you gotta be prepared. There's sometimes you could be in a meeting and you could be the smartest guy in the room and you don't wanna let anybody know that. Let everybody talk, let everybody think they're smarter than you, but you really know what's going on. There's other times when you're in the room, you could be the least smartest guy in the room, but you got to make them think that you're smarter than them. And if you can master that technique, then you can get just about anything you want in any negotiation. You know, I learned that whenever I went into a meeting like this, I tried to learn that the personality, the character of the person I was up against. John Gotti, for instance. You can never let John Gotti think that you want an argument. His ego wouldn't allow it. So you had to figure out a way to outsmart him to make him think he won, but you actually got what you wanted. And when you can master that art, you'll do pretty good. And you know, whatever I did in my old life, I was able to apply that to business in life now.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.